Today on the show, I really, really hope you watch The Clone Wars. Welcome to The Lost Cantina, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and themes behind our favorite galaxy far, far away. As always, I'm Jaden. And I'm Kevin. And boy, oh boy, I feel like I do boy, oh boy a lot, but boy, oh boy, do we have a barn burner <laughs> of an episode for you folks. Boy, howdy do. Oh boy. I'm so oh excited. Boy. I've gone country. <laughs> yeah, this episode is... Uh... I think this is the episode, the peak episode. This of all episode of them, is so opinion. good that we are doing two parts of it. Yay! Yes. Yay! Yeah, we're we're gonna. So here's the deal: this episode is like heavy lore filled, here's... heavy man. Like you want to you want to talk heavy? Like we're talking like. Marty McFly, like, this is heavy, Doc. Like, there's so much stuff. Like, this is so heavy of lore, okay? Here's what happened. Um, the episode came out, and then Kevin was like, Jaden, do you want to write the episode? And I said, yes. But then we went, no, because it'll be four episodes. <laughs> it was insane. And I said, and I said, Kevin said, oh, all right. And I said, okay, that's fine. And then it was like, how do we still get two parts out of this? Because there's just so much shit in this episode. This is just... Everything that every Star Wars fan wants, every true Star Wars fan is yeah. excited about, and I cannot wait for us to get into it, so let's get our housekeeping out of the way. Before we dive in, if you haven't watched the first episode of Ahsoka, or episodes one through five on Disney Plus yet, please watch it. Spoilers. It's so important I'm doing the spoilers warning twice. Mm-hmm. And if you have not watched Clone Wars or Rebels, you should probably go do that. Just stop what you're doing. I don't care how long it takes you. Just stop you what you're doing. You don't have to, thing. but you really, you really, 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 really should. Yeah. Like, it's insane how much little little fun nuggets are in this thing. So, I will say this. Spoilers for those shows, too. Yes. Now, again, we love to hear from all of you, our listeners. So, email us, folks. Email us. We've already gotten a couple. Email us. At the Lost Cantina Pod at gmail.com. Yes. With your thoughts and episode ideas, and maybe it could go in a future episode. And of course, you can connect with us on Instagram. We're going to go with X at the moment and TikTok at the Lost Cantina. So, once again, we are jumping in. If you haven't seen episodes one through five, please go watch them now because this broke the internet briefly when it appeared. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll even take an ad break for you. How about that? Yes. All right. That's been enough time. We've officially warned you. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to do it. We're going to go into it. All right. We begin with an overhead shot of the misty air over the red trees of Setos. Flying above like a bird, the forests that were once filled with battles are now silent. The cliff where Ahsoka fell from. The crashing waves, the temple that was once active, the map destroyed. 
All of these things accumulate into silence since the eye left. Hera exits the ghost, blaster ready, walking through the ruins of the temple. She calls Carson and confirms they were too late. She asks him to do a full sweep of the area. Jason comes down on the ramp with Chopper and asks if he can come out. She says yes and to take Chopper with him. They walk to the ruins and they hear a noise. Jason hides behind Chopper as Hera finds Huyang holding Sabine's helmet. And he looks so as sad as a robot can. He says, I told them to stay together, but they never listen. They never listen. This feels like he's been talking about all the Padawans he trained, not just Sabine and Ahsoka. Jedi are stronger together. And yeah, that's that's why, honestly, Jedi have that rule of two, technically, if yeah. you think about it. But yeah, I feel like the Jedi have that whole, you know, rule of two. It, 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 I think I think that's the other thing, too, is like they are better together. But also, technically, Jedi could they have attachments if you think about it, right? Like, yeah. When you have a Padawan, that's your attachment. It's sad. So now we end up in the world between worlds. Yes. Ahsoka is face to face with Anakin Skywalker. And the first thing she says is, Anakin, yep. you look the same. Because he looks exactly the same as he did during episode three, right? Okay, so he's de-aged a little bit, but like he looks the same, It, right? it almost looks more like makeup than de-aging, honestly. That's what I thought, too. I thought I was like, wow, that's a pretty good makeup deal. What's really funny is he, he sounds almost like a, co- a kid, right? He sounds kind of childish yeah. when he says, you look old. And it's so funny. I was like, ah, 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 it's Anakin. He's being funny. I love it. Let's go. Let's go. And she's like, looks at him and she just folds her arms and she's just like, well, that happens. And it's great because instantly they're just going at it like goofiness together and like kind of riffing off each other and i love it. it it felt so good it's 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 very great because it's like you know she should be she should be asking who what where how what what's going on yeah. but she just goes ah and she's feel she feels the <laughs> the i honestly i think she feels just the safety that she always felt in her next to her master it yeah. was like she instead of being yeah. like oh god what's happening it's literally just like anakin's here i'm okay now like yeah. i don't know what's yeah. going on we'll figure it out the the man I see as a father figure is here, and he's he's going to keep me safe. Yeah, yeah. So Hayden Christensen, I will say, does an amazing job of capturing that humor, you know, of Clone Wars Anakin, because he didn't really have Clone Wars Anakin like as something he's played, no. right? And he does a great job of capturing capturing all that stuff. I think he's, I think he did say that everything. he watched Clone Wars to get into the role. He did, he did, he did, he did, he definitely did. Now, if you look closely at the path that she's standing on, it ends where Anakin is standing. Now, this can signify a couple things, right? So it could be maybe the end of her life yet again, right? And now she's back here. But it could also symbolize that maybe she's hit a roadblock in her path of life or whatever have you. And this is something she's going to have to overcome. So she kind of is like sitting there kind of thinking and she goes, actually, what happened? And he just says, you lost a fight. I don't remember. Trust me. You lost. Like, he's like, yeah, you you fucking lost, man. And the look of realization on her face, and she just goes, Balin's skull. And he goes, so you do remember. He's like, all right, there you go. And Anakin walks over, and you can hear every step reverberate with a lot of weight, mind you. Kind of scary. Kind of sounding like Vader, right? 
And he just kind of looks at her and he goes, that's good. And she says, why? And he says, it means you still have a chance. And she's confused, right? She's like, a chance. And he just looks at her and he says, to live. Now, Ahsoka is a little peeved here, right? Because it's like, okay, now I'm getting some of this Jedi, you know, rigmarole yeah. bullshit. I'm gonna, I don't want this cryptic crap. Like, I'm not applying for a job. This is not like my resume going out, you know? Like, she's like, come on, really? And she just kind of says, tell me what's going on. And he says, I'm here to finish your training. She says, it's a little late for that. And he goes, one is never too old to learn, Snips. And he walks right past her, which is really fucking cool. I love that. Like, it's great. And so she just kind of accepts it. And she just turns and she's like, all right, what's the lesson, Master? And Anakin responds with live as he ignites his blade and just turns to Ahsoka. And then he says, or die. And she responds with like, I won't fight you. Like, what the fuck? Like, nah, bro, I ain't going to, we ain't doing this. And he looks at her and says, I've heard that before. Obviously, Luke said that, you know, that's what he said. You know, I'm not going to fight you, father, whatever. I'm sorry. So it's a really hold on. on. You're not giving this enough emphasis. Oh, yeah. He heard this before. I know. I know. I know. I'm trying not to get too hyped. What the fuck does that mean? Well, here's the thing, like, there's no way that Luke Skywalker told her this, right? Like, he probably said, like, yeah, it was my fault, my dad, and I, you know, I fucked his shit up, and like, uh, like, sure, whatever, but I don't yeah, think he got because the there's, context there's of being, a lot like, of things. We, 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 we gotta back up for a second here, because a lot of people are trying to figure out just what the hell the World Beyond World sequence was. Because some mm-hmm. people think that it was a dream sequence while she's floating in the yeah, water, yeah, yeah. slowly losing consciousness as she's dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Others think she was actually transported to the World Beyond Worlds by Anakin, who pulled her back to save her from death. Look, I will say this. The end of the series kind of confirms that it is real. Yes. That last shot confirms it's real. I'm just going to throw that out there. It confirms it's real. And I have We're said getting this ahead multiple of times. It's, it's- yeah, I know. I know. I know. But, but, but look, it is real. There's no fucking way this shit was not Cause, real. Cause if it's okay? not real. If it's not real and it's in her head, then it, then Luke would have had to tell her that's what he told his father, which I will realistically look, that could have been like yeah, Ahsoka would probably want to know what happened to her master in his final moments. I maybe, but but if not, holy shit! Look, I will tell you why at the end of us recording this episode, I will say why because it's part one. I will tell you why I all you'll all know why I think it's real. So besides the Luke part, it's just you know there's just too many contexts here that I'm like, eh, hold on a second. So. We get some amazing drum score action. Like now, Star Wars has a lot more drums besides, like you know, bobbing on on dead stormtrooper heads. Like it's it's we get really good drum scores here, and we get back to the roots. Right, this entire show feels like it's just playing homage to the Hidden Fortress. Like we're back to that again, and all of the other samurai movies that came before. Like this episode has that choreograph fights like all those scenes the choreography is exactly just like the last episode it's we get really back into the roots of what inspired star wars and they lock blades and anakin has a seemingly like childish smile as they just start continuing to duel like it's just it's great it's fucking phenomenal 10 out of 10 and of course we we ruin it immediately by going back to the temple yeah yeah i'm gonna be honest folks the the slowest part of the episode is the stuff getting us 
getting us getting getting us to get Ahsoka back into the to the real world, quote unquote. Yeah, because I don't give a fuck about that. I, I want to see Anakin. I want to see Hayden. I want to see more Hayden. Like, I love. Listen, I love Chopper. And I love Hera. And <sighs> yeah. like, but I just hate that they're kind of kind of just underutilized in this sequence. Uh, they're the slowest part, but we'll, we'll, we're still gonna talk about it. So back at the temple, the waves begin to crash almost more intensely upon the cliffs and ruins, almost as if they're mim mimicking the battle going on. Yeah. Jason seems to be fixated on the ocean with a lot of intrigue while everyone else is doing scans and trying to find where everyone's gone. Hu Yang tells Hera that the, the map is completely destroyed. There's no way to repair it. They have no way of following the Eye of Scion. Hera says they can worry about that after they find everyone. And Hu Yang responds, Unless one thing answers the other. And she says, do you think they were aboard that ship? And he says, every minute that passes without finding them here, the alternative becomes less desirable. Mm -hmm. Carson comes over and says they are now overdue at headquarters and that Senator Organa says she can only give us cover for so long. Hera gives a very Hera answer. She says, well, we're not going anywhere until I know exactly what happened here. If we, stay here out, if we stay out here any longer without reporting in, people are going to start asking questions. And in the back, we see Jason abruptly stand up and call for Hera. And Hera says, well, we might benefit from people asking a few more questions. And he said, not if we don't have any answers. Jason tries to get her attention again, and she, he says, there's something about the water. She finally comes over and says that he can feel that there's something out there. Both Chopper and Hera try to tell him there's nothing there. I think you're... Now you're missing something that the hype is there. I'm sorry, Senator Who? Yep. Dude, it's... Ugh. Now we got Princess Leia running around like... See, see this, basically... this one didn't throw me as much because this, this definitely felt like they, the... And I hate this because this is what we have to do now that we because Disney's refused to cast younger actors to play Ugh. everybody because it's like now we're just gonna get like random cameos in in like but not even cameos just name drops we're just gonna get name drops of characters that who should be very much involved in these events yeah throughout throughout the 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 Dave Filoni like trilogy like unless they're gonna man up and cast um. Someone as Luke, Han, and Leia. We're just gonna. This is what. This is what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be like. It's gonna be like. We got a call from. We got a call from Luke. He's battling in the Dagobah system. It's gonna be like. Jesus, <laughs> just show me. Fucking show me. So they're interrupted by Carson, who's kind of frantic about the whole situation with command. Right. So he knows that if they don't answer soon. It's gonna put them in like a really, really terrible like kind of like spot right like they're the shit's not gonna be good yep harris says i'll cover it she's just like fuck it like i'll cover it dude like i got it and what she says what good is a high rank if you can't use it every now and then <laughs> like she's like yeah i'm gonna just take advantage of the situation and of my rank and jason's kind of like in frustration right now because like the adults are talking and he's like shut up and listen and he just like he keeps saying listen listen and he's like really listen right like listen he says listen to the waves she tells carson to hold on and she walks over and she you know she trusts her son right yep and she just says okay what are we listening for and he says do you hear it and she says the waves crashing and he goes no 
the lightsabers. Here's another reason why I think it's actually happening, man. There's no way he's just going to listen to her having a hallucination in her head. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's a, a force power. That's like, not like not a lot of people have that. I mean, and it takes a little while. I mean, I know, I know you're, you're very much on the, it's a, it's, it's the real place thing. But uh, the other time, Maybe Jason is just sensing the inner struggle going on in her own mind. Maybe he's schizophrenic. I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know, okay? So, all of a sudden, the sounds of the waves turn into sounds of lightsabers. And they're dueling. And Hera starts to hear it, okay? So, it's not just the little kid who might hear things... I don't think that she hears it. There. I think she just trusts her son's judgment. She's lived around Jedi enough to know that they can sense weird shit. Look, it, we're not sure if Hera realizes that it's the world beyond worlds or if there's something else going on, but she orders Carson right away to get to the squadron, get the squadron airborne, and go to the ocean at low altitude, right? Even though he protests, she tells Hu Yang to get on the ghost. She tells Jason, good work. Right? There you go. Good, good, good job, little buddy. And she lets him stay and tells Chopper to stay with Jason. And I remember you being like, you're going to let the robot guard the child babysit? Like, not only, it's not, it's not what would, what would Chopper not let him do? It's what would Chopper really let him do? Because Chopper will let him get through with a lot of shit. What is he going to let no, this kid my, do? My, no, my, 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 my thing, I want to be very clear on this. My thing was not, you're going to leave. A, a robot to guard your child. It was literally, you know, you're you're leaving your child to guard the robot because you're 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 yeah. leaving, you're guarding him from his own inhibitions and and, and desires. <laughs> yes. Oh if, yeah. If there were if there was native life forms on Cetos, like Hera would leave for half hour, come back, he'd be sitting on a throne made of skulls. <laughs> so Carson's beyond confused, right? Carson's like, "What the fuck is happening here?" And he says, what am I missing? What just happened? And Hu Yang explains, Jason has abilities. His father, Kanan Jarrus, was a Jedi. And Carson just stands there and he just goes, okay, whatever. Like, he's just like, all right, okay. And he goes, we better get on it then. And Carson has seen some force situational stuff it, here, right? So in his time. And so he just kind of accepts it, right? It, like, he's it's like, amazing right, to me because Carson, uh, at the same time, is the only one who knows that there's something going on in the outer rim. But at the same time, feels that he is He's getting paid entirely too little for the shit that he has to put up with. Yeah, it's great. He, he's a great character. And so he ends up going to the crew and orders them to get back at it. And the scene ends with a great shot of the camera looking up at Jason and Chopper standing there as the ghost and Carson's X-Wing take off. And the camera begins to move slowly down the cliff. Back in the world between worlds, Anakin is battling Ahsoka. And it seems like he's winning. It's great. He does He does all of the hallmark. The, the choreography that we were missing from the prequel trilogy is back in full force. Oh, it's great. It's great. He's doing his signature backspin. You know, the, the, the blade contacts are quick and fluid. None of this, like, baseball bat swinging bullshit that everyone complains about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I get they've explained it in terms of, like, people not being good with lightsabers anymore. But I'm like, that's a lame reason. It is a lame reason. You can, choreog you can choreograph good lightsaber fights. Do it. There ain't no fucking way there's not a training droid 
that can train you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't believe it. They're fighting, they're fighting, and then Ahsoka fucking punches Anakin in the face. <laughs> and they both smile. Clearly, they have not had a good fight in a long time because all of the opponents that Soka's fought have not been as, you know... Honestly, I, I don't even think Balin Skull has been as skillful. I think the Balin Skull was able to distract her with the objective. Like, there was a lot of shit going on. Her yeah, mind was yeah, clouded. Yeah. yeah, it was like a nice Halo match, you know? Everybody's ignoring the objective and fighting, or they're only doing the objective and not fighting. Oh, God. As, as an objective player in Halo, objectively, you, you, you going for kills people infuriate me. You want to play Slayer? Play Slayer, for fuck's sake. Tap the fucking flag. Anyways, uh, it's funny because Ahsoka thinks she's won, and so she says, she says, uh, looks like you don't have much left to offer. And with a chuckle, Anakin actually responds with, I haven't taught you everything yet. And then he slashes the path that she is standing on, and she falls. Which is so funny because it's like, oh, he's playing for keeps. I literally, that's the first thing I said. Oh, I said yeah. oh he's playing for keeps. Yep. And as she falls, uh, clouds, you know, suddenly start whipping by her. And she wakes up on the ground as a child. Yeah. As her young self. And as she stands there, soldiers start running by her. But not just any soldiers, clone troopers. Her soldiers start running past her. Explosions are going off in the distance. And all of a sudden, a blue lightsaber blade is ignited. And you see Anakin Skywalker standing there in his Clone Wars era armor. Uh, Aiden Christensen wearing his Clone Wars armor. Oh, God. This shit was so good. It was it was gorgeous. It was so, it was and it looked so good, dude. I was worried it was gonna look cartoony. It looked so good. No, it looked awesome. And he now looked, I want to see Obi Wan wearing. Yeah, it. Yeah, I want to see Obi Wan's armor because Obi Wan's armor was always my favorite of the two of them. His was always because it was yeah. the the, yeah. the his Anakin's looked like it was made for the show. Obi Wan's yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. he literally just went over to a bin of like extra pieces and was like, Yeah, well, I might as well put this on. Well, like Obi-Wan looks like he's actually wearing like clone armor. Yeah, like, he looks he looks like he went over a bin of Clone him. Wars Clone Wars armor yeah. pieces and was like, Well, I need some gauntlets. All right, gonna put the chest plate on. Yep, 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 yep. Which is why like and that I think that that was also inspired by um Obi-Wan in the I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the the butcher of the name here, the is it Tarkovsky Clone Wars? The the one that looks like um the original two thousand six like five minute episode shorts. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, it's when he was he's he's in a full clone trooper armor and he's riding on a chariot with a fucking spear. That's cool. I fuck with that. That's sick. Yeah, and I think that was just that was My, inspired them. I'm going off track. I now, told you this fun, was gonna take us a while. Fun fact, real quick: the person who's playing young Ahsoka is also the same actress who played young Gamora. That's kind of cool. I like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and her name is Ariana Greenblatt, and yeah, she's also in. I think she was in the Barbie movie too. She she's she's really good. Yeah. She's really good. So Anakin yells like, "Come on, forward!" You know, giving orders to the troops, and she says, "Master," and he's like, "Hurry up, Snips!" She's like, "What?" What? And all of a sudden, Ahsoka realizes this is the Clone Wars, and it's actually the Battle of Ryloth. 
uh, one of their one of their earliest battles together. It's not their first battle, that would be the Battle of Christosis, but this is the Battle of Ryloth, and it's great too because they had like they had the the Twilux, uh resistance yeah, fighters yeah. mixed in there as well, which we see later. I really love Anakin's response. It's it's my favorite because he's just like laughing at her, and he's just like, "Yeah, no kidding." Like it's like, "Yeah, dude, it's the Clone Wars," and that I think is like our reaction because as watching it, I was like. This is the Clone yeah. Wars. And then it's just like, I said it out loud with her and him turning around and be like, yeah, no kidding. I'm like, yeah, Anakin. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, dude, I was so pumped. And he said, and then, you know, and the, the, the whole back and forth, that whole thing is just like, she's like, why are we here? And he's like, you tell me. And she's like, I don't understand. And he's like, that's your problem. And she's like, master, wait. And she starts to like follow him. And we, as we see both of them, like running with the clones who are heading into battle. And, she, and he's like, you got to keep up. And she, he's, she's like, what about my training? And he's like, this is your training. And as they run, we see a Clone Wars, uh, we see the ATTE just like, the, the staple of the Clone Wars just starting to march along yep. with them in the background. And it's just, it's like, you can just imagine, you, you could literally just jump right into one of the, epi- like, uh, I wish I had, the, I had these memorized a while ago, but like the, the, the battle itself, it's so good. Yeah. I love how I wrote this in the script for you, but it's just everything I've always wanted. Cause it real, I know it's everything oh, yeah. you always wanted. No, I, I mean, knew. the only thing that okay, so we'll get into it with the with the episode analysis. But like, man, just my pet peeve was just like, I fucking hate that they were able to be like, see, we gave you live action Clone Wars, everything's covered in dust and mist, and you can't see fucking yeah. shit. I'm like, God damn yeah, it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it keeps going. It does. So yeah, the battle is now over, and Ahsoka is at the camp, right? And we have injured clones from the 501st, and they're all being brought in and taken to medical, you know, areas, and the medical droids are going around. And the battle's aftermath, it shows the brutality of what they faced, right? Now, we know that Ahsoka has been feeling weird about the fact that during this uh, battle, like, right before I think they landed, like, she had ordered, she defied kind of some orders and ordered some clones to their deaths, which she still carries all this grief of ordering people to die and all these things a child soldier like she's you want to talk about trauma and needing to go to a therapist ahsoka needs to go to a therapist she has a lot of trauma that's all i'm gonna say like it, you, but anyway ahsoka walks over and she sees an injured clone and she walks over and she holds his hand and mind you this the song that plays is the same song we hear when ahsoka uh after order 66 and she's standing there looking at the helmets of her dead squadron yep. uh, as she leaves them there. The same song plays uh, as she holds this clone's hand. And now I want you to remember this again. Ahsoka is a child soldier. So like Hera, because Hera was a child soldier technically, all she knows is war and battle. Yep. When Balin Skull said that she doesn't know any other way, and I had mentioned this before, she really doesn't. Okay, she was raised in this and it had a very large impact on on her and and whether she talks about it or not openly. And again, she needs a therapist. The clones were her friends. Like as a kid, she had friends and they were clones and they were soldiers and she had to order them around. And a lot of the times she ordered them to die. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. She is damaged. And this is a part of her training to face this, right? One of the reasons she's brought here 
is is the fact that she holds on to this guilt and this pain and the specific battle is really important, right? So she's brought here by Anakin. I'm going to say that she's brought here by Anakin for this reason. She, she's been fighting her past and the guilt that she has all this time. So he's like, all right, this is part of your training. You're not letting go. So I'm going to throw you in these, these, these moments of your life that you just not necessarily can't get over, but you need to face and you need to come to terms with. Absolutely. The clone reaches up and holds her hand back and she starts to really take the emotion starts to take her, take over her. And Anakin is actually in the background talking to Captain Rex in his phase oh, yeah. one. This is the crazy thing to the attention to detail on this because she's wearing his phase one Rex armor, which is like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And Anakin comes. He comes over and says, come on, Snips. The battle's not over yet. There are more Separatist droids approaching. Ahsoka turns and looks out at the injured clones. And Anakin notices. He says, is there a problem? And she says, we lost so many. And he just says, there's always a price to be paid. She says, it was my fault. They were following my orders. I got them killed. Mm-hmm. He says, come here. This is war, Ahsoka. As Jedi, it's our job to lead. That doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. Uh, she says, but our mistakes cost lives. Doesn't it bother you? And he says, of course it does. She says, this isn't what I trained for. And he says, we must adjust to the times. Look, when Obi-Wan trained me, we were keepers of the peace. But now, to win this war, I have to teach you how to be a soldier. And it, it's crazy because like, she kind of thinks, like, is this what I'm going to have to train my Padawan for? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the, the thing about that is Jedi really were keepers of the peace. They were peaceful. And then they just completely changed into something they're not right? They're all about war. They're all about battle. Yep. Not trying to help people, not trying to, you know, like when, like, so for those who have seen like the, the Jedi series, right. With that follows, um, Ahsoka and uh, Count Dooku, we see a young Count Dooku training Qui-Gon, right? Yeah. And we see him protecting people. He, he defies a senator, and he's like, no, what you're doing is wrong. And he goes out of his way to protect the innocent and protect those in need. And that is what a Jedi is. Yes. Jedis aren't soldiers. They're not, suppo- like, they're not meant to be soldiers, right? What they do is they fight to protect people. And, like, sure, you can misconstrue it to where it's like, the Clone Wars are to protect people. <laughs> really? 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 Did you watch the Clone Wars? Because really? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But now I will say this. Remember, Anakin experienced both Keepers of the Peace and Soldier. Right? Yes. So he's got, he's got the best of both worlds over here. He wore both hats. Exactly. She's worried she won't be able to teach her Padawan the peaceful way. And they're going to end up just like her, right? So while Ahsoka might come off as confident a lot of the times, she still has not really that much confidence in herself. Uh, Anakin asks her, do you even want a Padawan? Which we have seen asked essentially by everybody Everybody. this entire series. And he begins to walk away. And he says, you know, teaching is not all it's cracked up to be. And she goes, really? What makes you say that? And he goes, I'm joking. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. 
And she goes, you're joking? And he says, yeah, I'm joking. And she says, how can you joke at a time like this? Like, they're in war. How can you joke? And he says, what would you prefer? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what? What? You want me to, like, you know, like, like that, can, that's can a I good answer, you, though. Like, what do you want me to do? This is very, rep- rem- this is very reminiscent of my favorite interaction between the two of them. When Anakin says to her, um, what have I taught you about uh, disobeying the council's orders? And she says, how? You taught me how. Exactly. And, and the thing is, when he says, like, what, do you, what would you prefer? She goes, I don't know. And Anakin, he kind of gets a little stern now. Now he shifts a little bit and he says, tell me, what do you want? You want me to be more serious. She goes, I'd prefer it. And he says, listen, I'm teaching you how to lead how to survive and to do that you're going to have to fight and that's one of those things where it's like hey like you need to accept that at some point you are going to have to fight and that's okay yep. you need to realize that that is important that you're going to have to do that and an explosion all of a sudden interrupts their argument and she says what if i want to stop fighting and he says then you'll die and Everyone starts to move past her, right? They all start to like run past her because they're fighting, right? Like it's also symbolic there. They're running past her. They're fighting. And we then have an amazing shot of Anakin leading his troops into battle. And the cool thing about it is he's Anakin Skywalker with a blue saber and everything. When there's like a bunch of dudes with them running around and then an explosion goes off and everybody disappears and we see him change into Darth Vader. and He's alone. It's so and good, dude. It just got shows the red blade, and he's walking, and all, and then all of a sudden it comes back, and he and he, and he comes back as Anakin, another yep. explosion, as the war just kind of passes her by. Holy shit! It was oh my god. That, there's there's two trend there's two transitions in this. We're probably gonna get a second one in part two. This one I think is actually better than the transition that everybody loves to hype up, because this one just tells the story to me, because. It's really good. Anakin Skywalker, surrounded by his men, leading them into battle courageously. Vader, standing alone with no one. Yep, all by himself. Which, which in a way, that's, what, that's kind of what Anakin's trying to teach her, is it's like, he is fighting. He, he is, all, he, all Vader has left is the fight. Yeah. He's trying to show her that there's two parts of this, just like there's two parts of that map that broke. <laughs> but like, he's trying to show her, like, there's two parts to him, right? Yeah. He had Vader and he had Anakin. And each one was like a piece of the puzzle that like she, you know, Balin Skull is saying like, oh, you're just like your master or whatever. She can be just like her master, but in a better way, right? Like she can balance both like trying to be a peaceful person as well as knowing when to fight to survive. It's incredible. I, I just, I just love the, the beauty that we get to see here. Back in the ruins, Jason is meditating while he watches the X-Wings fly by. You know, uh, to Carson's frustration, they haven't picked up anything yet, but Hera says to keep going. And he protests that their fuel reserves are almost gone. Hera tells Hu Yang what's going on, and he says, you know, Carson's not wrong. Their friends are lost, and soon they will be too if they have no fuel. And Hu Yang just says, luckily the New Republic is a short transmission away. I was surprised they changed their mind and approved your mission. <laughs> <laughs> and she's oh they never changed their mind no I just came anyway for all the good it did and Hu Yang just kind of like 
I see. So this mission is unauthorized. Which I love him just being like, ah, fuck. <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> fucked. Ah, oh, damn it. It's like the most uh... droid way of being like, we are so screwed. We are in so much <laughs> trouble. She says, yeah, some general I am. Maybe those senators were right. I got us out here chasing ghosts. Hu Yang reassures Ha-ha, her. she's in a ghost. Yeah, LOL. there you go. And Which... she's chasing force ghosts. <laughs> Which I... I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to sow doubt, but it really just felt like they were padding the episode because it's yeah. like, motherfucker, you just saw a ship go extra galactic. I know. <laughs> extra galactic. That's great. <laughs> That's funny. You That's literally good. saw it go voom. It, it went to plaid. It went to plaid. It killed two of your crew members. Like you are not chasing ghosts, lady. And who, but and who Yang reassures her, you do these, you do things your way because you care. This is why people like you. Honestly, this is why people follow her. Like, the fact that she was able to muster up yeah. a squad to defy orders. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, 100%. And she says, Huyang, where are they? People don't just vanish into thin air. And he says, well, no. Normally, no. She asks if there's any chance they're out there, and he says, always, especially with Ahsoka. Harris says she's tenacious, and then Huyang says something along the lines of, well, if you think she's crazy, you should have met her master. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, what was he like? And he just it's kind of turns to and says, intense. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, it's like yes and no, because like Clone Wars Anakin was, was a lot more jovial than like episodes two and three Anakin was. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm, it's so funny because like he's, I know of Clone Wars Anakin way more than episode two and three Anakin. So I'm always like, no, nah, he's just an asshole. He's just a fucking lovable scamp. So Jason says that Chopper thinks he found something. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the scene cuts. And when he says, intense, well, guess what? A new battle's ensuing. Yep. This time on Mandalore. Yeah. Soka is now with her two blades that are the same color. And she is kicking absolute ass. We have a little mall trooper, a little a little mall supporter mall shows zealot. up. Yup, and right before it can even fire at her, she takes him out like right away. It was so cool. It was great. And Rex shows up, and and now he's he he's way further down the line of what he's wearing. It's 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 the the newer older Rex, and he just goes, Clone Wars "Nice work, Commander." Yeah, and he just says to her, he goes. Nice work, Commander. And you're like, oh, 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 it's more Rex, more Rex. I'm pissed we didn't see him take his helmet off, but whatever, it's fine. Well, I was say, it. We didn't talk about this when we talked about the injured clone troopers, but like he had his face, like those clone troopers all had their faces covered. Yep. And I was like, damn it, yeah. guys. Damn it. I know, I know, I know, I know. You couldn't have just found someone who kind of looks like Morrison and just had him like lay like to the side. It's fine. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, at the you're right. You're right. So. Everybody starts running by, and Ahsoka just stands there and crosses her arms, and she just kind of watches the battle, right? And Anakin shows up behind her. Now he's wearing his episode three outfit again, and he goes, I don't know this battle. And she says, this was the Siege of Mandalore. And yet again, we get an awesome shot of the two of them just standing there together, arms crossed. Yep. They're just like chilling. The two, it looks so good. It looks so good. And uh, she says, we had parted ways by now. And with a smirk, he says, 
looks intense. And he's just so like smug Anakin. It's fucking great. Yep. And she goes, it was. And like, it's just like a, gr- like the, the way the two of them did the conversation stuff. And honestly, the three of the actors, the way all three of them interacted, like they, 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 they did a great job. I agree. Um, now here's the thing, right? Anakin loved this battle, like watching it. He, he's, he's standing there. He's loving this battle. Well, yeah, um, I think, I think the reason is honestly is because he saw how intense this fight was. And I think for him, yeah. he was like, oh my God, she, she, not only did she live through this, she thrived in this fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now here's the thing. Anakin loved battle to begin with, right? Like he found it to be fun. We've seen him have fun in battle. He made it fun. Yep. Um, and to him taking out jo- droids, right? Like taking out droids was enjoyable. Um, this battle, however, was against the living. So at first he was like, wow, this is really cool. This is kind of kick ass. But then he's like kind of sitting there and he's like watching it and he's like, okay. Um, but that's a trait. The fact that he, 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 he liked that kind of, some of the battle stuff. He, that's a trait he carried over in his Vader personality. Right. So he says to her, he like looks at her and he goes, you did well. You're a warrior now as I trained you to be. And that's a little bit of a Vader kind of um, personality, I think, coming out saying that. And uh, this, to me, just this comment just reinforces that, like, you know, he trained her to be a warrior, not a peacekeeper, right? Like, his original training was way more about, like, the warrior training. And she she had to learn many things on her own, right, throughout the years. But she always falls back to that warrior mindset that she was trained to. And uh, even she recognizes this, right? Like, she says, is that all? Because she's like, yeah, is that all? Is that, yep. the, is that the only thing that you train me to be? And he turns and he says, Ahsoka, within you will be everything I am. All the knowledge I possessed, just as I inherited knowledge from my master, he from his. You're a part of a legacy. This moment, shake, she shakes her head in defiance and says, but my part of that legacy is one of death and war. She's still feeling the guilt and not seeing the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Anakin reaffirms, but you're more than that because I'm more than that. And she looks at him and she says, but you are more Anakin, but more powerful and more dangerous than anyone realized. He yeah. stares at her clearly angered and says, is that what this is about? What the- <laughs> like what a reaction. Oh, 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 the Vader oh, shit. Oh, you're, you're still mad yeah. about that? It's, it's oh, like, oh, oh, okay. It's like when your friend <laughs> forgot to pay you back for the Uber like six years ago. Like, that's how he's acting like such like, a little thing. It's like, oh, what, what? You're, I didn't give you 20 bucks for the Uber? Like, you're that mad about it? It's like, no, dude, this is <laughs> genocide. Yeah, yeah, like you committed, like you blew up your daughter's planet, bro. You killed fuck tons of people. You, you wiped out a religion. terrible. Yeah, you you were terrible. You were a bad, bad dude. You killed kids. You were fucked up. Well, that's what this is about. You're still mad at that. Like, why the fuck? She says, if I am any, if I am everything that you are, and this is where he's like, he's clearly pissed. Yeah, he get he gets mad. He's like, you've learned nothing. And she says, don't say that. And he says, go back to the beginning. I gave you a choice live and he ignites his blade 
but this time it is not his blue blade, but his red blade as Vader. Oh, yes. Her eyes are wide with horror, and Anakin has his Sith eyes and pale skin. He says, or die. Live or die. Yeah. And she shakes her head and just says, no. Anakin tilts his head and just says, incorrect. Oh, my God. And attacks her. Oh, God. Like, so much more aggressively. So here's the thing. This is is another bit. And it's talked about a lot in in Legends, and it's it's been touched a little bit in canon, uh, Disney canon. Um, Darth Vader is weaker than Prime Anakin Skywalker. Correct. Because there's not much left of, of... of his physical form. Correct. And he's still a brick shithouse. Yes. So think about like all the Like getting hit by a Mack truck, dude. All the shit we've seen Vader do in, in Darth, like, Darth Vader form is nothing mm-hmm. compared to what Prime Anakin could have done. Yeah. In fact, uh, in, in, and again, I don't know if this is Disney canon as well, but, but Legends canon, basically, the Emperor fucking hated Vader for his failure at killing Obi-Wan. He was mad because he invested so much in Anakin being the future. Yeah. And in, his, in the state that he was in, there was no way for Vader to beat Palpatine. And that infuriated Palpatine because the rule of the Sith is the Sith Master has to, has to be defeated by the Apprentice. And there was yeah, no way yeah. in Vader's state, because Vader was focusing all of his hatred and anger into fixing his destroyed and damaged body. Yeah. So there was no way in hell it was ever going to do that. So, and Ahsoka, I think, realizes this. Like, she, she fought Vader in his, ro- you know, robot, I, I would say robot form, but, you know, his cybernetic form. Yeah. And she also sparred with Anakin Vader, you know, a lot. So, like, she's like, oh, fuck, this is him with the safety off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Restraint yeah. level yeah. zero. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. He the thing is, like, you gotta remember his suit. One of the things was like he was prevented from upgrading his suit. He could have healed himself a lot better and a lot more. He was not allowed, right? Like he wasn't allowed to really fix his suit that much, like an upgraded. He had a couple upgrades here and there, but he wasn't really allowed to. Plus, the like Bakta tank stuff that he was in, like he was also supposedly, from what I remember reading, he was like limited on that. Um because so, he was punished. Palpatine was like, no, fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to use General Grievous technology to bring you, like, you know, back. He, he was being powered by an dead. iPod Nano when the, when the iPhone 6 was already out, yeah, basically, in Star much, Wars. Pretty Rogue much, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, the other yeah. thing, too, um, this is, again, I don't know if this is Legends or if this is Disney, but um, I remember reading Legends, basically, Vader was trying to use uh, the Force to heal himself. Mm-hmm. And he would use the anger of what of what uh, Obi Wan did to him on Mustafar as fuel to try to repair his damaged lungs, mm-hmm. which crazy enough worked because he focused the power of the Force to heal himself. But here's this is the fucked up part, right? It worked. Oh, you mean the thing that he could have done to save his wife? Oh, oh. So so you, so like he's healing his lungs. Like so, imagine this. Like like his lungs go from like this to like this, right? But here's yeah. the problem. He feels better when that happens. Yeah. So his anger subsides, mm-hmm. and the the dark side of the force goes away. So then his lungs goes. Pit. Yeah. 
So he yeah. couldn't actually fucking, like, every time he was using the dark side to heal himself, it was hurting him. And I love that. I love the poeticness of that. Because he was so, because Anakin is so stubborn, or Vader is so stubborn, he's just going to keep going. He's like, man, if I just get really no, angry, Anakin's it's going to heal me. They're both stubborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wild. So this is the Vader that is attacking her, kicking her ass. Yes. He's holding her, his red blade, like, over her while she backs away. And as they it's duel, a great he is shot. overpowering her. The shot of him holding his blade and holding it out to, like, attack her, and she's got her blades, and she's just backing it. That shot, I want that as, like, a wallpaper. Right? Like, that shit was so cool. Dude, and then he grabs her arm and, like, tries to twist the blades, uh, you know, behind her. She breaks free, mm-hmm. but then he just fucking kicks her through the smoke. So now, back on the pathway, she's her present age, and she looks up, and Anakin walks through the large stomping steps again, echoing and encompassing all the sound around her. It's the entire sound for the scene. He puffs his shoulders as a lightning flash behind him turns him into Darth Vader again, walking towards her. And then this is the, back to dark Anakin. Oh my God. This is the transition that everyone like loves. I think the other one is better, but this one is still Jesus. This Christ. one's good. And yeah, there's a reason why this one is so intense is because she's cowering right now. Yeah. Basically, She's like, Oh, she's terrified. She's, she is scared. Yeah. Like there is fear right there. Yeah. But I think the reason why everybody loves this is because as he, now I will say, as he says this next line, you hear the Vader voice at the same time. In the background, it's subtle. It's not overpowering, and I will say it reminds me of a like a Dragon Ball Z fusion. Okay, like yeah. in both voices at the same time, you hear him just go, "You lack conviction." <laughs> so fucking cool. So good. And they end up dueling. They just start dueling, and Anakin is clearly winning. Right? He's clearly kicking ass, and like you said, the safety's off. And Ahsoka, she seems tired. And she's tired of fighting. She's tired of feeling like a failure. She's just tired. Like, you can see all these emotions just, like, portrayed through the way she's battling him. The fear and is her eyes, yeah, and her eyes show fear. And as Anakin's blade, he, it clashes with hers, and she's just, like, terrified. And he just looks at her, and he says, time to die. Because he's like, that's it. You're going to die. Like, yep. that's it. And Ahsoka's blades, they just no longer ignite as she just dodges his attack. She's just like, fuck this. And she grabs his blade and puts it up against him, right? She approaches kind of like this closure with him almost, right? Yeah. And her eyes start glowing red through his blade. And a lot of people, you know online or like oh she's doing the dark side she's experimenting with it like i don't i I think it's just a fucking reflection that's supposed to symbolize it that she's been approaching it but she hasn't been like crossed jumping into the dark yeah she hasn't crossed in but clearly she's approaching it because she's approaching the blade like you know kind of thing it's it's all symbolism here right um and it's also signifying like you know how she's been letting her fear and her sadness kind of creep in and take hold right her guilt for the countless lives she's led to their deaths her guilt for leaving him her guilt for everything that's happened between them and then the fear of what will happen next right the fear of what's going to happen to her apprentice and he looks at her and and you know just kind of to see what she's going to do 
Cause like that they're in the middle of battle and he, she's got his blade and he's like, okay, what, what are you going to do now? I need to know. Yep. And she turns his blade off. She, she foregoes the Vader route where she could have, you know, just like what Palpatine wanted, kill me, strike me yeah. down, destroy Vader, destroy. Like she says, nah, fuck that shit. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do my own thing. Right? Like Miles Morales, I'm going to do my own thing. And that's like kind of the, she understands, right? Like they turning that blade off. She throws it aside. She accepts the teaching, right? She throws it off the path. Yep. And she understands that it's okay to feel the things that she feels, but that they should not define who she is. Yes. And she now leaves that warrior's path, right? She's, she's going to leave the warrior's path, but she's going to accept that it exists. Yeah. And she doesn't need to end with violence. And she says, I choose to live. And you see the decisions are not just about her living and dying, but also the paths of peace and violence, right? So Anakin backs away and he closes his eyes and we we do like you know we get that like kind of like weird shot where they they don't want to show him real quick because they got to change the makeup <laughs> um, but he he looks up we get back to him and he looks up and the dark side just leaves his physical appearance right and now he's back to being like good guy Anakin and he looks at her and he smiles and says there's hope for you yet and when he looks up, we hear like a roar of thunder and she turns and he just disappears and she calls out his name. But then the world between worlds, the like veins of the whole thing, it just starts to fall and it falls kind of up as the pass pathways like disappear. Right. Yeah. And the water begins to fill the void and she's getting engulfed by it. And honestly, I will say this. I'm a massive mummy fan. Like I fucking love the mummy. The second one is really good. We don't talk about the third one. It exists, but we don't talk about it too much. Look, Brendan Fraser is in it and it is Fraser, not Fraser. He's in it and I'll watch it because he's in it because I fucking love him. The mummy one is a masterpiece and everybody should see it. It is a sexual awakening for all millennials. That's all I'm going to say. But look. This reminded me of the mummy and, and it reminded me of it a really cool way. So the ending spoiler alert, when Imhotep goes back to being the mummy, if you will, and dies, the water like engulfs him and like all these spirits and water spirits engulf him. And he just says, death is only the beginning. And in many cases in Star Wars, it really is because death, you become, you know, a sports ghost. You become but like, more that's powerful what this than you is could possibly her. imagine, Vader. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, that's kind of like what it is for her right now. Like she, death is the beginning. Like she technically died. She fought Balin Skull. She lost. Yep. And death is now the like new beginning for her, i.e. her Gandalf phase, if you will. We'll get into that later. But yeah. It's incredible. We return to the Ocean of Sitos where Ahsoka is seen just floating in the middle of the water. She's kind of like, not at the surface, she's like kind of below the surface. She opens up her eyes and she sees light from the ghost as one of the crew dives in to pull her out. Yep. Carson tells Hera that they got her. Ahsoka can only say Anakin's name over and over. They have been at this, we can't really tell how long they've been there, but they've been at it all night, it seems like. And Jason has been there the entire time. He smiles as he sees the squad flying back. 
Ahsoka awakens, now illuminated in the light planet star. And that's where we're going to end part one. Now that, again, that is not the end of the episode. No. We're just going to end it part one because literally that's an hour of recording and we still have to tell you our thoughts. Yes. So we're going to take a quick ad break. We will be right back. Right back. So that is where we're going to end part one. It's hard to talk about the episode as a whole while we're only mentioning part one, so we're literally going to keep this limited to the Clone Wars sequences, I think, and the Anakin. The, basically, if Anakin's yeah. involved, we're going to talk about it. The Jason and Hera stuff. Let's get we'll that. talk let's, about that in part two. Whatever. Yeah, let's talk, we'll talk about that in part two. We'll talk about that. I think that, that could be included in, this, in the wrap-up. But, um, wow, they did it. Uh, they did it in the correct possible yeah. fucking way. I think it, uh, I don't know how to describe it. They, they, they did everything. They, they brought him back. They brought him back in a tasteful, elegant way. I think it was done mm-hmm. the, the, the best possible way without giving us like too much and too little. Um, yeah. I think, I think I said earlier in the episode, but like, I, I really, 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 really wish the show had more. It's, it's not shocking to say this for Star Wars, but I wish it had more of a budget so we could have seen like actual scenery and backgrounds for the Clone yeah. Wars shots because it felt very much yeah. it felt kind of a little lazy in terms of the scenery. But like the stuff they gave us, I'm listen. I'm complaining about an eleven course meal when I wanted a twelve. You know? Yeah. I'm being very, very nitpicky, but like all the shit that we got, I never thought I would get as a fan of star Wars. Like I never thought I'd get live live action Rex. I never thought I would get Ahsoka in live action. I thought Ahsoka would be dead in rebels. You know, like I thought that was the end for her. I loved it. I I mean, everybody's talking about like the whole thing with like him coming back and, and how can they continue it? And you find out later on how they can continue it. But like the reason why I think this actually happened, I'm just going to say it. They started trying to find her. It was daytime. When they found her, it was nighttime. Ain't no fucking way she was able to hold her breath underwater that long, okay? No way. I don't care what you say about their physiology or any of that shit. There's no way she was... where I was gonna go. He knew. There's no fucking way she was underwater for hours and doesn't have brain damage. Maybe she, okay, maybe like she there's just, no way. Maybe she had just sunk under the water when they found her. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Let's make those excuses. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the devil's advocate. You're reaching hard on that one. Can you tell? Look, look. All, the other thing, too, is this is her Gandalf moment, right? Yeah. Like, I will say Balin's skull, he's right. Through destruction, her destruction, essentially her dying, we have the rebirth of something new. Yep. Only this time it applies to Ahsoka. We get her, her, her I've said it like three times now, her Gandalf moment, right? So for those who have not read or seen Lord of the Rings, what are you doing with your life? Um, go do that. But anyway, spoiler alert, Gandalf dies. Gandalf the Grey, Ahsoka the Grey, because she's been wearing gray the entire time. Yep. Then he comes back as Gandalf the White. She was a she gray comes Jedi. back. Yes, she comes back in the light. And later on, we'll talk about part two, but she's wears white. She changes to a white outfit. And that's what this is. So it's really cool because also they, they, they've explained that Filoni and them have said like, Hey, this was, we, we paid homage to 
Gandalf. Like that's this is what we wanted to do with it. So it's really cool to see. Um, I I just seeing the fights were great. I love seeing Hayden Christensen. I I want him to keep coming back. I love the guy. He he feels like when he plays Anakin, but like even him, like I've watched his interview, he feels like that older brother you always wanted. That was always really cool or like an older cousin that was like, you know, looking out for you. Like, that's what he feels like. So every time I see him on screen, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's my guy. Yeah, like, that's how I feel. That's how I feel, man. He's a great actor. And, you know, I I personally really like Jumper. Like, for those of you who hated on it, fuck you. But (laughs) I think he he did. He's done a great job of coming back seamlessly as this character. And he got to experiment with Vader in Obi-Wan. And I don't care what you fucking people say. It was cool to see him as Vader. It was you know, very like, cool to see I him just, at, his, at what could yeah. have been his full potential. We are getting some good shit. And yeah. Dude. Oh, and also, yeah, wardrobe. Like, let's be real here. Wardrobe, sound design, the whole nine yards. Oh, everything my gosh. Was it was great. Phenomenal. phenomenal. Like, stellar. I'm very, very excited to talk about part two and the conclusion of it, and I'm excited that we get to talk mm-hmm. about just the wrap of the series as a whole. It's very, it's very weird because normally we do these things one episode at a time, but like we know the ending of the show, so we're super excited to get to reach the end. If you're, if you're discovering Ahsoka and yeah. discovering our podcast, listening on you know episode by episode, that's really cool, and we're trying our best not to spoil it for you. Uh, future Star Wars shows will not be like this, but yes. For now, this is interesting. It's very interesting to have our questions answered or not answered, depending on what they are. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Instagram, TikTok, and X at The Lost Cantina. We have a link tree, too, if you want to go on that. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.